0: Well, welcome single mamas. I'm glad that you have joined us today. And today we have a special guest and a special friend. I have known Jamie Van Vliet for probably about 25 years, maybe longer. And she is just a great woman of God. She is a businesswoman. She's active in her community. She has spoken at different venues across the country. And today we want to talk about Permission to dream and imagine and set goals because we know how it is as single moms that sometimes, whether it's crisis or divorce or becoming a widow or just the busyness of raising kids, we lose vision. We just don't know we're we're existing. We're going from one day to the next and, and we lose the idea of vision for ourselves and what we would like for our own lives. And we're so focused on just keeping everybody maintained and and running, but it's so important for us to have goals and visions and for us to pass that on to our kids. And Jamie has taught classes on this. And she is, she's got so much great information that I want to just turn it over to her and say, welcome, Jamie. I'm glad you're here. And um, tell us about your, heart for this, uh, your passion for this? What causes you to want to share this with women? Lois,
1: thank you. And honestly, before I even go there, I just want to say you are one of the greatest inspirations in my life. We have indeed known each other a little over 25 years now, and your personal life and journey has been such an incredible testimony to not only myself, but literally thousands of others where you had a curveball thrown at you and you didn't stop there. You had to restart, but you uh, went forward and little by little attained dreams. You're living a life that I think we both agree you never thought could even be possible 25 years ago. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's true. Uh, So there's just so much. And I know as we're talking today, I'm going to even, you know, want you to share because it really is incredible. You're an author, you're a speaker with a national ministry. And, you know, back then in uh, when we first met, you know, things didn't look at all like that. But God is faithful and God is good. And if we pursue and just focus on him, he wants to do big things with our lives. So. Anyhow, well, I have always had a passion for vision and vision is really a word that means it's the ability to see and it's the ability to see something that doesn't exist right now. It's using uh, the Oxford Dictionary says that is the ability to think about or plan your future with imagination or wisdom. And this is something that when I was a child, I had a relative that's uh, we were just kids and said, "So what are your ten goals and dreams for your life?" And I said, "What's that?" And they, they said, "Yeah." and they pulled it out of their billfold and and all of a sudden I started this little kid had ten dreams I wanted he wanted to go to this college, he wanted to be this kind of a doctor when he grew up, he wanted to even marry this kind of person. And I was just so schooled. I just, I was so off balance that I started uh, just kind of trying to echo his dreams because I didn't have dreams. And so that was the first introduction to that. And then once I became a Christian, realized that God's word talks about vision. He talks about having dreams and that he has a dream for our life. Uh, Jeremiah 29, 11, which I think is like a, a verse that you use for I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you a hope in a future. So uh, goals and dreams are very biblical. And my heart is to help women who have been stuck to get unstuck. And they do that by learning what is a goal? How's that different from a dream? How do I goal have goals and start attaining those?
0: You know, that's excellent because so many times we just live a life of existence and we just get from one day to the next or one week to the next. And we don't think beyond that. And and I think there's something in us that thinks we can't think beyond that. We only have to be right now because there's just so many things pressing in on us. But like you say, we stay stuck until we start getting a vision for something different instead of until we start seeing there's other possibilities out there. And God is the God of possibilities. I mean, he does the impossible, the impossible, but he's always the God of possibilities. And so to stay in that place, I mean, I was there for quite a while of just, you know, you're just maintaining and you're getting through, but at some point it's like, okay, now I've got to start thinking about what's ahead and what's in the future and what's ahead for me and what's ahead for my kids And so that's why I think this is so important. Like you say, otherwise we stay stuck and it's not a happy place to be. And God has so much more for us than that.
1: Yes, and you know, not everyone had parents that had dreams and goals and knew how to impart that. And so, so many of us, especially as women, We grew up, you know, feeling like, oh, we've got to serve, serve, serve everyone. And so while our children, maybe we're really focused and we want them to excel in every way, we kind of neglect ourselves. And so this is really meant to for. Uh, women who have already done this how to go and even fine tune it and even excel. But for the also the woman that has just said, you know what, I don't even know
0: if I could dream.
1: I don't know how to dream. Yeah.
0: I remember one time when I was in that place and my kids were all little and, you know, my husband had left and I was in counseling and the counselor said to me, so what is it you like to do? And I honestly had no answer for him. I thought, I don't even know what I like to do anymore as a person, as a couple. And we had goals and dreams. But all of a sudden, it's like those were all gone. And I didn't even know what I like to do anymore.
1: Yes, yes. Well, let's dive into that, because that's exactly where so many uh, women are today. And there's even different seasons, you know, right now when you have children that are small at home, you know, you have that season, but then all of a sudden they grow up and they don't even need, seem to need us for a while until they get married and have their own kids. And then they need us a lot, but you know, then it's like, well, what do we do? And uh, we, part of my uh, motivation too, is, is you know, what about the woman who's very content right now because she has kids and her life is very full, yeah. but in another 10 or 15 years, all of a sudden we're looking at ourselves. In fact, um, for married people, I've ran into so many people that said they were a child centered marriage yeah. because the children now have left the home and they're looking at each other and they don't enjoy anything together. Cool. <laughs> yeah. So in my classes, I have uh, both single and married women and it we're all in the same place in many similar ways. So um, one of the things I wanted to say is, is that for some, they just need to know, is it biblical? They hear so much about visions and goal lists and the book, the secret. And so is this a godly thing? And yes, you know, vision really God is the author of vision. He is the great vision here. In fact, he has so many promises in his word, and we call them prophecies, that have been fulfilled. He is such a great planner that even at the end of the book in Revelation, it talks about the marriage supper. He's planned a feast thousands of years in advance. Yeah. And so he wants us to plan. Uh, one of the, my favorite verses that talks about that is in Habakkuk two two which is write the vision and make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it. So there's a clue right there that not only are we to have a vision, but we need to write it down. And that's very, very important. I love uh, you can't just think it. And sometimes some people say, you know, do you have a vision or do you have goals? And people just try it off the cuff. No, these are things that the Lord wants us to write down. And then the second verse is I want to share is in Proverbs twenty nine eighteen it says without a vision the people perish, or another word is cast off restraint. So oh. the Lord is saying here, a lot of times if you don't have a vision for your life, yeah. it can cause death, and we see that sometimes it's like why do kids sometimes get into a lot of trouble? Well, they they didn't have a vision for their life or they didn't have parents or supportive people in their lives, grandparents that could help them. And we're to steer there. They're like arrows, our children are like arrows. And one of the jobs as mothers and as parents is to hear the voice of God so we can help steer our children in
0: their God-given gifts and talents. That's right. Kids that don't have a vision or a goal for their life, do they drift and, and it ends up in trouble and The more we can do as a parent to guide them to have vision and goals, the better their chances are. You know, the world is tough out there and the enemy wants to take our kids. But the more we can do and, you know, if your kids have gone astray, it's not like this is a guilt trip for you that you've done something wrong. Uh, It's just we're setting goals here. We want to do what we can the best that we can. And the more we learn and the more we grow and the more. Uh, we hear from other people ways of doing things, the better we become as parents. And, you know, even kids that are grown up and gone, they can change. The Lord can get a hold of their hearts as we pray for them. And they still need us, no matter what stage of life they're in, to pray for them and, and guide them as best we can. But I love this because setting goals for our children and letting them know there's something ahead for them, and especially in the days we're in right now where there's so much negativity and so many things to beat them down for them to become hopeless. And like, there's nothing in our future. As parents, we can say, yes, there is, there's a God who has a plan for your life. And and there is a future for you. And the more we can do to steer them in that direction, the better it is. Yes. And to
1: observe what it is that they like, like, you know, sometimes as parents, we may feel something is like, to excess that they're doing, maybe it's video games, or, you know, maybe they're only talking about sports and doing this. Well, you know, key that in and think about it. And maybe even, you know, making a mental note or write it down, you know, there could be a very good career in those sports, yeah. or these days, uh, all kinds of people are writing video games. or so they're writing, you know, so these giftings, aren't something that we may be into, but it could really be a clue to what God has got for them in their lives. They could be down the road writing code for the next big Bible app or something, you know. So it's important for us to celebrate their giftings and their dreams. I think of often how uh, children, you know, years ago, maybe they were gifted in music, but parents didn't want them to pursue music because they were afraid how could you make a living yeah. and and so sometimes we stand in the way without knowing it so it's really important that we are encouragers and cheerleaders because in this day and age you could have a full-time music career and you could have a full-time Amazon Etsy business yeah. it's it's amazing what you can do to actually finance one thing so you can you know live that dream or your your skills and your talents.
0: That's right. That's that's so true. And just because their vision is different than ours doesn't mean we should kill their vision and exactly. uh, you know, steer it in the right direction. We're, as parents, we're, it's like we're steering. We aren't We aren't dragging them along, but we want to steer them in the right direction. Exactly, exactly. And you know what? They
1: need to know that if their parents believe in them, that is more than, that's priceless than any other person on the earth. Mm -hmm. How many times do you hear an adult say, oh, I wish my, you know, teacher believed in me. It would have been nice, but they want, they wish their parents, their mother, their father, their grandparent Mm -hmm. believed in them. Family has a bigger voice.
0: and We always have to think about that. And a lot of us came from negative voice parents and, you know, we love our parents and it's nothing against them. Every generation is different, how they raise their kids. But when you've had that put on you, you know, that's what we pass on we get those traits and every one of us has had that moment where we've been, oh no, I just was my mother. The thing I never wanted to do, I just did. And so exactly. that's why God makes such a difference in our life because he, he can change those habits and those tendencies and he's the only one that can do it. Yeah,
1: so it, it's, you know, to celebrate their imagination because we're going to talk about imagination. Some of us haven't felt like we could really dream or imagine because it's silly. Maybe we were told that it's silly, but we want to make sure and let our children know we want them to dream and we just celebrate everything and let them just keep talking because ultimately uh, we can uh, chart our what we want to do. But the Lord determines our steps. And that's where prayer comes in. We'll just pray if our children like some of these things that seem to us so like fetched, don't worry about it. Just pray yeah. and God will direct that. So. Dreams and visions, you know, God has so much imagination. I I marvel at how many trees God has or how vast the sky. I mean, God is just the visionary and he, we are made in his image. So that means we have imagination. So how do we like, we're in the middle of, of chores. We're in the middle of maybe working full time and then, you know, packing the kids' lunches and getting the laundry done. And carding them. How, how do you do that? And these are all very good questions. So first of all, we, we need to understand that our putting into ourself that valuing ourselves is not a luxury. It's crucial. Yes. Now, we have to just really understand that it's important that we determine and say, not only is it important for me, but it is my stewarding. God has given us talents and gifts and see we're stewarding those talents and gifts. We're stewarding our life and it's not, sometimes we think it's okay. We are serving others, but actually the Lord has put us on the earth with a very special plan and we need to steward it just like we're good stewards of maybe our finances. We need to be stewards of our gifts and talents in our time. So I tell women right away, get your favorite coffee, your favorite latte. Uh, maybe you maybe you get inspired by going to the beach. Maybe you get inspired by just sitting outside, but get somewhere that stirs imagination for you, stirs peace, stirs some time and give yourself at least 30 minutes. For the first time, it might even be in bed at night, comfy in your bed. But you know, have have everything where you feel like you just want to think. And I start asking questions, like for example, one of the rules. So I'm just going to read you the rule. Is that important to put put your name, get your piece of paper if you're listening, get your notes up. Got my paper right here. <laughs> right, good, good, good. Right at the top, your name, of course, and the date. Okay. And it's important to date at the top because you're going to see from even a year what has happened through the power of God. Second, what you write is this. What would I like to do if time, money, age, and education were not a factor? Okay. So again, I say if money, time, age and education were not a factor, what would you really like to do or experience or go to? So that's the only rule in this exercise is that you're not allowed to sit there and go, I'm 40 years old. I'm 50. We may have 60, 70, 80. Uh, year olds watching this broadcast right now, which I I have had a lady who was 75, i was speaking in New York, 75 years old. And we did, we were talking about this and she got a prize because she had a goal list, one of the best goal lists mm-hmm. and the things she had accomplished and the things she was going to. And I tell the ladies, you know, science right now is basically saying we're going to live to 120 I don't know if you've heard this. I was at my dentist the other day and she said, Jamie, that bar has been moved to 138. She says, I'm not just thinking I'm going to live to 120. She says, I'm going for 138. (laughs) So I tell the ladies, you know, let's say you're 60 years old and you think you have 10, 15 years yet. Do not think that way. I want you to think as if you had 120 and if that's too big, then reduce yourself to a hundred. Okay. But you've got to think. So if you're 60 years old, that's 40 more years with your life right now. That's a lot of things. And so that's why you don't let yourself think, well, I'm too old. Um, you also have to remove whatever you heard, if there were any negativity in childhood, any voices of parents. Okay. So then I ask uh, the ladies now start dreaming. I want you to make a list of everything that you've always wanted to do. I want you to look at childhood. What did you think when you were playing make, make believe? What did you like to do? Um, Where are the places you'd want to travel? Because when ladies are stuck and they've never done it and they don't know where to begin, I say, Start with the top 10 places you've always wanted to travel. It may be in in America, like Mount Rushmore, the Grand Canyon. It might be Disney if you've never been to Disney. But start writing that. And then I ask them to think about what do you enjoy? What do you excel in? And what gives you energy? What kind of a house would you like to live in? How do you look? What is your ideal weight? What about your finances? What do you see your children doing? How do you see your life 10 years from now? So we write everything. We take time in the class for about 10, 15 minutes, and we get them started. And I ask everyone to aim for a list and to come back with a list of 101 things. 101? 101? I know it. I, I know it. Now, I asked you one time uh, about Alyssa. You said, Jamie, I've already traveled a lot and I've done a lot. And you have, lost. Again, <laughs> you are a great example of someone who hasn't allowed life circumstances to hold you back. Yeah. And I so admire that. In fact, I just came back from Nashville, Tennessee a conference, and instead of doing something because of what I've been teaching and reading and learning for quite a while, I did something rather than just going in the day of the conference, I felt, I prayed about it, and I felt like the Lord wanted me to go in three days ahead of time. Now, I was going by myself, and so I'm like, three days ahead of time, I'm going to be by myself. But, you know, I got excited because the, the conference was in Nashville. And I always wanted to go to Nashville. I've always wanted to see the Grand Ole Opry. I've always wanted to um, go and line country line dance or something in me that's a little country. And all of a sudden I took about uh, a week and started looking up all these things and I had so much energy and so much excitement. And my husband Chris is kind of going, wow, I see all this energy and all this excitement. And I started booking things. Well, it ends up that I go and I had probably one of the best times of my life because I went and I researched and I started living. Instead of just going in for the conference and doing work, I gave myself permission to enjoy. And, and little did I know that when I went to the Grand uh, Opry that Garth Brooks and Trisha Yearwood were playing. And so I was able to get tickets, but here's the Lord for you. So I have planned this trip and I'm excited and thinking, okay, I'm going to do this by myself. Well, I'm telling a colleague of mine and she says, Jamie, I'm inviting myself, with. <laughs> and so she came in 24 hours later. So I ended up actually having someone to share those times together. And it was really just remarkable. And I checked it off my list because it was on my list of 101.
0: You know, that's such, such great news. I, I love that. And I know we're going to wrap this up in a few minutes because we're going to have another session, but, um, I wanna say, you know, what impressed me too with what you just said is that you did this even by yourself because a lot of moms are by themselves and they think I can't do these things. I don't wanna do them alone. And there are so many things that we can do alone. We don't always have to have somebody with us. And I have one regret when I lived in California for a while, the desert bloomed one year and I wanted to go so badly to see Death Valley in bloom. And nobody could go with me. And it was several hours to get there. But I so wanted to see this because it was so beautiful. You know, that's all I could hear about. And I didn't go because nobody wanted to go with me. And I regret to this day that I I, I almost went by myself because I did a lot of things by myself. But that's a regret that I have that I just didn't do it because I was going to go alone. And it, it was a missed opportunity. And I don't want any of our ladies to miss opportunities because they're thinking that way. And whether you go with a friend or you're planning something in the future and you think I'm alone, I can't do that. That's not true. I I was a single mom here for 30 years and I did so many things alone and God bless them because he's in it when he gives us the vision and the plan and the excitement, like you said, to do something new and different. And don't let that hold you back either. Jamie, before we close out the session, give us an assignment. We're going to come back and we're going to do another session here because this kind of laid the groundwork for what we wanted to do. Yes. Well,
1: wonderful. And Lois, I just want you to know, when I was in Nashville, you were the one I kept thinking about. Lois would do this. Lois would take this tour. Lois would research this. I did it. And uh, you were like the model of Of opportunity for me, so
0: I was a little jealous because I wanted to do Nashville with you, and we never got the opportunity. But I'm so glad you got to do it. Well,
1: thank you. I think we'll have to still do it. (laughs) I think our time is coming. But the assignment is is to take that piece of paper to um, give yourself, and honestly, since it's 101, give yourself more than a half hour. Start off with a half hour, but at least uh, give yourself an hour or more. This Time until we meet again next week and write again everything that you can think of places you want to go maybe you want to learn a second language maybe you always wanted to learn and take cake decorating maybe you've always wanted to learn how to do sign language or maybe it is something so simple as i just have always wanted to have an organized clear home Organize. You want 101 things that really inspire you. Maybe it's to read 12 whole books in one year. That could be a big major for a single mom at 12 books in one year. So write everything down. Maybe you want to become a doctor. Maybe you want to go into politics. I challenge the ladies. If you've ever wanted to go into politics, you've ever wanted to be a doctor, you can do it. I want to assure you, God didn't put that in my heart to be a doctor. But if he's put it in yours or somebody listening, that's because you're supposed to go forward with that. See, that's part of God's purpose and plans, and he will show you that. So don't let yourself, I'm just asking you, uh, to ladies that are listening, please don't limit yourself. Come back with the list of 101, and when we get together, we're going to talk about taking the top 10 and using SMART goals to go, okay, how do we make this this dream, this wish and turn it into a goal. What is a goal and how do we start accomplishing those?
0: Oh, this is so good because we aren't gonna have a goal unless we have the dream. And if we are limited in how we're dreaming, we stay stuck. We're back where we started at the beginning of this As we stay stuck. And to think of 101 things, I mean, when my counselor asked me, I couldn't come up with one thing. And I had to sit for a whole week and think about what do I like to do? What would I like to do? And I think there's a lot of women that are in that place, no matter their age or circumstance right now, that feel that same thing. And 101 things sounds impossible even to me right now. But wow, what a great challenge! Because there's so many things in our heart that we just say no to instead of giving. Just let our imagination. It doesn't mean we're going to do these hundred and one things, but if we don't start somewhere, we've got zero. And yes. I love this. I love this challenge, and I look forward to our next session where we can continue with this. So, thank you, Jamie, for being here today, and we're going to continue this session so that our moms can have time to think about this and. Just kind of digest the idea of 101 ideas and dreams and uh, without limits. I love that because we limit everything and we need to dream without them at least once in our life. So we'll be back. We're going to continue this. So uh, moms, keep watching and look for our next podcast. You can follow us on our Facebook page, Single Mamas Ministry. We've got a group and a page. Or you can go to our website, uh, singlemamas.org, and join us there. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Jamie, for joining us. I look forward to our next session. Me too. Thank you.